Lou Lamorello spoke and confirmed what we already knew. He believes in the core, and this team is not going to make major changes. We'll talk about that, plus Oliver Wallstrom's season, and a lot more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Want to thank everybody for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. And we're now also available on Sirius XM Radio on the SXM app. Just search for Locked On Islanders. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL. And when you enter promo code Locked On NHL, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. We have got a lot to get to on today's show, but first, if there's something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic maybe that you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, We're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings, and uh, whether it's hirings, firings, trade rumors, free agency, and the NHL draft, we'll have it covered for you here throughout this important offseason for the New York Islanders. So yesterday, Tuesday, Lou Lamorello finally spoke to the media. And guess what? Do not expect a lot of changes on the island this year. Let's start with the basics. What Lou Lamorello did say is that both he and Lane Lambert are under contract for the coming season. He would not go into specifics about terms, money, years. He basically flat out said, the only contracts I have to discuss are player contracts, and so he's not going to give us details. But we do know Lou Lamorello is still president, GM of the New York Islanders, and Lane Lambert will start next season as the head coach. He did, however, say that when it came to the assistant coaches 
And I know a lot of people, myself included, have been wondering about John McClain and whether or not he will be back as the special teams guy, the power play coach, after the power play struggled so mightily last year. Well, he did not say whether or not the assistant coaches will be back. But then he went on to say, the one thing that I think a lot of Islanders fans are not going to be thrilled about, and that is, he said, I believe in this core group. The goal is to be where these two teams, and he referred to Vegas and Florida, who just had played the previous night in Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Final, we want to be where these two teams are. We have to get better. I have to get better. Our coaching staff has to get better. Our players have to get better. But again, he reiterated that he believes in the core. And the core included Barzal, Horvat, Pelik, Pulak, Sorokin, Nelson, and probably a couple of other guys. But those were the, the, the foundational players that he talked about specifically at the press conference. And look, let, let's face it. Very few people actually expected the management, if Lou was back, to make major changes. Lou Lamorello is not that kind of guy. He has a way that he likes to do things. I know a lot of fans uh, are frustrated by that modus operandi, that M.O. Uh, I am too at times, but clearly he's not changing course and he is going to stick with the guys he has and just tweak things a, a little bit over the course of the next you know, a few months during the offseason before we get to the 2023-2024 season. And he was asked a couple of specifics, uh, questions that we discussed every day, as you know, on yesterday's show about, you know, who's coming back and who's not. And, you know, there was no major surprise there but one thing he did say and I again I do respect Lou Lamorello for how he approaches certain things even if I disagree with him on others uh he basically said that Josh Bailey not going to be a part of this team going forward uh he said that you know basically the Islanders are going to move on from Josh Bailey. In Josh's case, he said, it looks like maybe it's near the end here. And then he said something else that I found interesting because, you know, one of the people at the press conference asked him about, you know, said he's loyal. And Lou really appreciated being described as loyal. And he said, yeah, uh, you know, I appreciate that. But then he said, loyalty will never get in the way of impeding progress. And then he said, Josh and I have, I think, a man-to-man -man relationship as far as honesty. We will work with him to help him. My priority is doing what's best for the team. To me, 
what we're looking at here is basically Lewis saying if he can trade Josh Bailey and get all or most of that $5 million cap hit off the books, he's going to do it. He is going to try to accommodate Josh Bailey, but he's going to do what's best for the New York Islanders. But Josh Bailey, who has played more than 1,050 games for this team, who has been a part of this team for more than a decade, looks like he is... He has probably played his last game as a New York Islander. And again, not a surprise, but it is confirmation from the powers that be that the New York Islanders are going to move on from Josh Bailey if they can. And whether that's a trade or a buyout, they're going to try to do something to help Bailey play somewhere else and to benefit the team as much as possible. So, Lou said a lot of other things, and we're going to break down some of them. And one of them I thought was very, very interesting with regard to team speed. Also, he talked about free agents, so we're going to go over all of that and a lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Attention active individuals, are you tired of sacrificing comfort for style when it comes to your active wear? Well, introducing Bird Dogs, the game changer in athletic shorts. Their premium shorts designed for maximum performance combined with unparalleled comfort. With their unique built-in liner, these shorts offer ultimate support and flexibility, ensuring that you stay comfortable during even the most intense workouts. And here's the best part. Bird dogs are more than just workout gear. They're versatile enough to take from the gym to the street without skipping a beat. And they have pockets that actually work. Bird dogs are made with premium breathable fabric that keeps you cool and dry throughout your activities from the trails, the gym, or simply lounging around. Order your pair of bird dogs today and join the thousands of satisfied customers who have made the switch. Visit birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL and a promo code LockedOnNHL. You'll get a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. Bird dogs where style meets comfort, performance meets perfection. Get yours now and unleash your true potential. So Lula Amarello continued and he talked about some of the potential free agents that are there. And he said basically he wants all of them back if possible. So, specifically, uh, he really basically specified Zach Parise. We certainly want him back, he said. We've told him that. So now the question becomes, well, what does Zach Parise want to do? And Parise has said it's either playing for the Islanders, or retiring. There's not going to be uh, a middle ground. And, and, and now the question becomes, you know, he wants that Stanley Cup. Does he feel the Islanders give him a reasonable chance to do that? We'll see what Zach Parise will do. Then he was asked, you know, Scott Mayfield. We certainly would like Scott back, was his reply. 
He also basically said that, you know, Pierre Engvall would be welcomed back as well. But again, less emphasis and less certainty with Mayfield and Engvall, possibly because he knows on a certain level that these two guys can probably get more money if they choose to sign elsewhere. Now, you know, the Islanders have a cap crunch right now. And they hope to free up some money. I mean, Bailey is one way to do that. But, again, this is what uh, Lou said. And then he was asked about Ilya Sorokin. And he did say that he was hoping he would get a contract extension done with Sorokin, quote, sooner rather than later. So, there is that. Uh, when it comes to what Lou Lamorello is saying. And to me, you know, that's going to be a very big, big deal for the New York Islanders is just lining up Sorokin and getting that commitment because based on the way this team is built, they are going to need that elite goaltender in order to get the job done. And... I think there were some other things that Lou said where if you read between the lines, it just reinforces his philosophy and that, you know, things are not going to change that much. He talked about, you know, game two of the Stanley Cup final and indicated that those were men out there, not boys, competing in the Stanley Cup final. And that just sort of underscored his commitment to veteran players rather than young players. He seems to like the certainty that veteran players give him, that he knows they can do the job that they're being asked to do. He reiterated his confidence in Bo Horvat, expecting him to be that 30-plus goal guy. Uh, talked a lot about the move to the wing by Matthew Barzal and what that's going to mean for the team, uh, and how he liked having five players on the roster who could play center. So, again, basically what we got, for the most part, from Lou Lamorello throughout this roughly 30-minute press conference was the core is going to stay the same, and little things that just reiterated his philosophy and... You know, for fans who were hoping for change, this press conference kind of slammed the door on that. Not entirely, not that there won't be any change, but that basically the philosophy will stay the same and the core of the team will stay the same. Now, he also added something interesting about team speed. And this was very disappointing to me. He spoke about team speed beat meant to him moving the puck <coughs> quickly. Excuse me. Moving the puck quickly. And he emphasized that that could be done by passing, not just by skating. Which means that to me, 
Lou Lamorello is not about to go out and emphasize getting faster skating players on this roster. He wants guys who are going to make passes and move the puck quickly in order to improve this team's transition. And, you know, the hopes of getting younger, faster, and more skilled that we've talked about every day or no so often on this show, that is not something that Lou Lamorello feels is necessarily a big need for this team. He has another vision for it. We've seen that vision, and I don't think that vision is going to change. Lou also went out of his way during the course of the press conference to defend Noah Dobson and, you know, pointed out that Dobson's point total was roughly the same as it was the previous year. He felt that people were a little bit harsh with Noah Dobson, that they didn't really give him, uh, you know, that maybe they expected a little too much of him too soon, reminding fans and members of the media that Dobber is only you know, in his second, was in his second full season with the Islanders and in the NHL, and that he very much believes in Noah Dobson, had praise for the improvement of Sebastian Ajo, but didn't go as far as to say that he thought Ajo was part of the core of this team going forward. So, you know, if there is room for improvement on the blue line, and he did indicate he would like to get some improvement on the blue line, but not that he, you know, but he, again, the old cliches, it takes two to tango, we're going to do what's best for the team. He he said he would love to get that puck-moving defenseman, but it may or may not be possible, and he's going to do what he can. That's more or less the message that Lou Lamorello had for the New York Islanders, for better or for worse, this is where it's at, and this is what's going to be, you know, for the next season for the New York Islanders. So expect, for the most part, more of the same from the Islanders and from Lou Lamorello over the course of the coming season. So, uh... I'm sure a lot of fans will be disappointed by what Lou Lamorello had to say, but this is where we're at. As far as the New York Islanders are concerned, Lou is back, Lane is back, the core will be back, Josh Bailey will not, and it's more or less the status quo going forward for the New York Islanders. We have got more to get to on today's show. We will take continue our player-by-player look at the New York Islanders with Oliver Wallstrom. Wallstrom may be the most uh, difficult player to predict what his season will be like going forward, but we'll talk about that and a lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, New customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets 
if your first bet doesn't win. And look, this is a great time to be involved with, you, you've got so much going on. The NBA Finals, the Stanley Cup Finals, Major League Baseball, you're in the thick of the season right now, and you got to check out FanDuel. They've got great special promotions every day. The app is safe and secure, and you can get paid instantly whenever you win. There's no better place to bet on playoff action than America's number one sportsbook, and that is FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. So we continue our player-by-player look at the Islanders, and today... It's Oliver Wallstrom. Wallstrom, originally a first-round pick, 11th overall by the Islanders back in 2018. He is still just 22 years old, although in less than a week he will turn 23. 62204, that's the official measurements given. Uh, wants to become a power forward based on what he said. At getaway day, and Lou Lamorello, by the way, at his press conference, did re-emphasize that both Alexander Romanov, who had shoulder surgery, as we reported, and uh, Oliver Wallstrom will be ready to go and be completely healthy for training camp. Now, the problem now with Oliver Wallstrom is that we still don't know what he's capable of. Last year, injuries ended his season after just 35 games. He had seven goals and 16 points. He was a plus five, so that was a new career high. Had 32 penalty minutes. One of his seven goals came on the power play. But again, so many people are waiting to see Oliver Wallstrom develop. He is not a great skater. His uh, hockey IQ, his awareness of the ice, if you could give some of Josh Bailey's awareness to Oliver Wallstrom, boy, would you have one heck of a dangerous offensive player. Uh, But so far, Wallstrom, I mean, he has never played, on average, more than 12 and a half minutes per game in any of his three NHL seasons. He still has not scored more than 13 goals in a complete NHL season and not more than 24 points. We still don't know how much he can develop and what he is capable of doing. And while we know Wallstrom will be back and he will, I am very confident that he is capable of being on this team. He could fit in anywhere in the top three lines. If things go ideally well, could he be with a Barzal and a Horvat on the top line? Maybe. Could he fit into the second line? Absolutely. Second power play unit? Sure. Third line, if if uh, need be? Absolutely. I mean... I don't think he's built for fourth-line minutes and that style of play. But again, if he's trying to bulk up and become a power forward, 
Maybe that is his ultimate role. I don't think so because his shot is that good. But, you know, maybe bringing a, a dangerous shot to the fourth line gives them another dimension that they haven't had before. So, you know, Wallstrom's future remains wide open. I think, however, this is the year he plays closer to 15 or 16 minutes a game and earns the trust of the coaching staff. And I will say this, this will be his fourth NHL season, uh, not counting the nine games he played in 2019-2020. So as, as far as I'm concerned, this is the make-or-break season for Oliver Wallstrom. I think he passes 20 to 25 goals. I think he becomes a steady regular, probably on the second or third line, and he has that season where he proves what he's capable of doing in the National Hockey League. Hopefully, Wally can put it all together. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. We're a day early on this one, but tomorrow will be the 48th birthday of former Islanders defenseman Brian McCabe, the St. Catharines, Ontario native, second-round pick of the Isles back in 1993, made his debut in 95-96 and had three solid seasons with the Islanders before being dealt late in the 97-98 season to the Vancouver Canucks, also played for the Blackhawks, Maple Leafs, Panthers, and then briefly for the New York Rangers at the end of his career. Brian McCabe played in 1,135 NHL games, had 145 goals, 528 points, and 1,732 penalty minutes, add 56 playoff games, but none with the New York Islanders. His best year with the Isles, statistically, 96-97, 8 goals and 28 points, to go with 165 penalty minutes at 6-2-223, he could not only, you know, pass the puck and, and contribute offensively, but he was also a physical player when he needed to be. One of his better games as an Islander, February 4th, 1998, a home game at the Old Barn, Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum with the Montreal Canadiens visiting. Andy Moog, the goalie for the Habs, Tommy Sallow for the Islanders, and for Brian McCabe, this was a three-point night. He had a goal on two shots, he had two assists, and he played for 29 minutes and 53 seconds in this game. Islanders beating the Canadiens 4-2. His goal came on the power play, and then he assisted on goals by Mike Huff. Uh, On the one hand, and by Ziggy Palfi on the power play on the other. So, Brian McCabe is our Islanders' birthday of the day. We wish him a very happy 48th birthday. The birthday is Thursday. I want to thank everyone once again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day, every dayers. Tomorrow on the show, we continue our player-by-player look at the Islanders' roster We're going to talk about defenseman Samuel Bolduc. Is he ready to step up and take on a bigger role next year, especially if if Scott Mayfield doesn't come back? Well, we'll talk about that on tomorrow's show. 
So make sure you join us for that. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.